We are now at the final part of my analysis of Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty. We explored the highlights of the tanker chapter and the plant chapter including the arsenal section. The only thing left to do now is to look at my personal highlights from the music that is heavily linked to the story. This includes character themes, pieces that are only heard in certain cutscenes, the ending theme and a lot of spoilers. So let that be your warning. Of course, if we're going to talk about story music, we have to take a listen at the first music we hear when the first cutscene from the tanker chapter is played. It needs to hook us in, and it needs to be engaging. This is Opening Infiltration. Even when I don't have the visuals of the cutscene to accompany the music, I still think of a lone figure that looks like they're just waiting for a moment to come by. A moment that will allow them to have their time to shine. We've already talked about the synergy between virtual and authentic instruments in the previous episodes. Already the first second of this piece hints that something big is about to go down. Synthetic percussion with real brass and strings. Then we get to the real introduction to the game's aesthetic. Let's fast forward a little bit to when the orchestra starts to take control of the piece. Even if you didn't play the first game before playing this, the music you're hearing now is all you need to hear in order to understand the character of Solid Snake at this point in his life. He's past fighting for the government, or being used for a political game. This fight is now his fight for himself. To eradicate the world of Metal Gear and to just let the world be. The orchestra dominating the synthesized instruments for this section of the piece tells that story and brings everyone up to speed without having to mutter a single word of exposition. Truly fascinating stuff. The next piece that I want to shed some light on is a character theme. It seems to do its job at first, but as the game's story starts to develop, you start to realise that there is a lot more to this theme than you might realise. This is the theme for Olga Golukovich. Those first two notes are going to be key factors later on in the game. Keep your ears open whenever a cutscene involving another certain someone is shown. You might be able to figure out a plot twist earlier than the game wants you to, but back to the topic at hand. This is a very percussion heavy piece. All the typical traits of militaristic characters and how aspects of industrialism and communism come together for the benefit of a private army and their warfare tactics. There's also a sense of determination coming from the rest of the orchestra. Crescendos into staccato of a lot of attack to boot. That carries on throughout. Olga is a character that keeps her eyes focused on what's in front of her and will do anything to get the respect and admiration she believes she deserves. 
As I said in part one when discussing confronting Olga, nothing else matters to her. She doesn't care what her orders are. She's still going to carry them out for the sake of her unit, even if she's with child. A decision that will affect how not just the fate of Olga and her child, but the fate of the entire world at large, will pan out. Even with everything surrounding the tanker, the big shell, and arsenal, one man has his own personal agenda to follow. Not for the Russians, and not for the Americans, but for the Patriots. This is the theme that Galukovich's men call Shalashaska. But Metal Gear Solid fans will know him better as the interrogation and gunfighting specialist, Revolver Ocelot. Ocelot never got his own theme in Metal Gear Solid 1. This is the game where he really starts to become his own beast, instead of Liquid's lackey. So it makes sense for him to have his character theme debut here. This may just sound like another dormant infiltration theme, but there is a sense of mystery that the music surrounds the character of Ocelot with. He commands the takeover of the tanker, Yet he's also eliminating his own men when he eventually sinks the tanker and trigger the construction of the big shell. When we later find out that this is all a setup to trigger the Patriots' S3 plan, the seeds have been sown for Ocelot to be the forefront of the entire Metal Gear franchise. This theme is just a very subtle beginning of a bigger musical plot surrounding Ocelot's character. Ocelot's actions directly affect the actions of a number of individuals two years later. The media blamed Snake for sinking the tanker and branded him a terrorist, despite being branded a legend in the aftermath of the Shadow Moses incident. The leader of the Marine Corps unit that was in charge of the safeguarding of the Metal Gear Ray prototype, Commander Scott Dolph, was shot and killed before the sinking. His daughter, Helena Dolph Jackson, has sworn revenge on Snake as a result. She and the rest of Dead Cell assisted Solidus and Olga in taking over the Big Shell to lure Snake out. Within Dead Cell, she is known by another name, Fortune. The saxophone is such an underestimated instrument. So much emotion can be portrayed just by how a saxophone can shape up the timbre differently. New York is known for its underground jazz scene. You simply cannot go for another instrument when coming up for a motif with a character as desperate as Fortune. Why is she called that, you may ask? Well, she can't die. No matter how many times she walks out in the open, bullets will just fly past her and grenades refuse to ignite. 
all she wants to do is see her family again, and is waiting for someone to grant her that privilege by killing her. But as her theme starts to develop, however, you'll start to hear more synthesized and discordant harmonies. That's to represent her weapon of choice, a modified railgun that can be operated like a standard heavy rifle, firing rounds projected by an electric current. Think Metal Gear Rex's rail cannon in miniature. Even in a smaller scale, you will not survive being in the wrong end of that weapon. The moment you hear the electric whirring of the rifle charging up, get out of there now. The cutscene accompanying this theme is enough to prove that statement correct. Let's take a break from villainy for the time being, and head on over to the other side of the fence. One of the more memorable themes for Metal Gear Solid 2 outside of the main theme is the character theme for bomb disposal expert Peter Stillman. To provide context before we get to the music, Stillman trained Dead Cell member Fat Man in the works of explosives. Always wanting a son, Stillman thought he saw one in Fat Man. This, along with an incident involving an exploding church and nearby playground, will be a mistake that will haunt him for the rest of his days. Listen to this. This is the sound of a broken man. Not physically broken, as his missing leg turned out to be faked to shy away from the guilt of the loss of life he ended up causing, but mentally broken to the point where he can never go back to who he once was, unless he finds a way to forgive himself for his sins. Fat Man has planted C4 all around the big shell, and they need to be neutralised ASAP. Stillman was brought in because of his connection to Fat Man, and he will have experience with how Fat Man would operate. Taking on Fat Man, his own creation, in his own game, will potentially prevent any further catastrophes from ever happening again. This is enough to give a broken man a sense of hope. The relationship between Fat Man and Peter Stillman is not the only one to be tested within the struts of the Big Shell. One of the hostages, the only person with the ability to stop Arsenal in his tracks, also turns out to be Otacon's stepsister, Emma. The relationship between the two has become estranged after a tragic event involving the loss of Otacon's father, which almost costed Emma her life as well. Because Otacon had no idea what was going on at the time, he didn't think about helping Emma. She hated him for that. But that does not stop her from thinking back to how things used to be when times were tough. This is one of the reasons why I absolutely love what I believe to be her theme. Memories of Hal.
Emma knows that Otacon is not a bad person deep down. But trauma that runs so deep from such a pivotal point in one's life is not an easy thing to just brush off. Far from it. Every time she sees him or thinks of him, she thinks back to that day. But she also thinks back to the good old days when life was simple enough as children that they can just play house all day. A simple piano and violin combo is to be expected with scenes like this. The psychological conflict between good and bad memories trying to dominate each other in Emma's head is personified brilliantly with the conflicting progressions of the fast-moving piano and slow-moving violin respectively. All she wants to do is try and make up for lost time and be just like her big stepbrother. This theme is not just a representation of Emma's opinions of Otacon, it's a cry for help. Little does Emma know that she will not have much time left with her stepbrother, let alone this world. Right at the end of the last hurdle, Vamp jumps Emma and fatally wounds her. In a cruel twist of fate, Emma and Otacon have just enough time to break bread before we lose Emma for good. This shocking turn of events on top of the unknown factor of if Emma's worm cluster successfully infected GW for Patriot AI on board Arsenal, leads me to what has to be my favourite piece to come out of the entire soundtrack for Metal Gear Solid 2. Comradeship. As Emma lies in the middle of the computer room, motionless, Arsenal is going through final preparations before taking off, sinking the big shell in the process. If our three remaining heroes have a part to play, their time is now. The music rises to a powerful crescendo as soon as they realise this and start making their way to their only remaining mission. Save the hostages and eliminate the enemy. Despite all of this, Otacon has been through a lot in the last few moments. He lost what was left of his family, not knowing if his mission ended up a success or a failure, and he's just been told that he won't be joining Snake and Raiden inside Arsenal. This has nothing to do with liability or being emotionally compromised. Otacon, with Emma's pet parrot in tow, is the only person that can effectively fly the remaining hostages out of the big shell. From a certain point of view, this is the most important objective of this newly found mission out of everything else. Still playing through comradeship, this goes into the best usage of the Metal Gear Solid theme ever. Trumpet solo, 
with the orchestra accompanying the chords. This is Otacon's time to be the hero, a far cry from the scared scientist we met in Shadow Moses. What's most important is that he has earned the trust of Solid Snake himself, and Raiden gets to spectate true friendship firsthand. What Snake and Raiden don't know is that you don't leave a desperate man alone with his thoughts. As Otacon makes his way to the hostages, Emma's parrot recites what she's been saying to herself in front of the parrot. Hal, I miss you. The reality of the situation hits Otacon like a ton of bricks while the parrot starts to flutter away, almost as if Emma's essence is giving Otacon one last message before crossing over to where he can't follow. Every feeling, experience, and moment that he wanted with Emma is gone. All of the lost time that they both desperately needed to make up for is just that. Lost. Musically speaking, it's so difficult to portray just how deep this pattern of emotions can go without sounding cheesy or cliché. In my first playthrough when I got to this moment, I really felt it. Even in subsequent playthroughs, watching this scene again still brings me aback sometimes. Now we go to what's considered to be a continuation of Memories of Hal. The only twist is this is the vice versa. Otacon is now flashing back about his time with Emma, and how his actions caused another page to be added to his family's dark history in the first place. This is Reminiscence. We go straight into the minor key. Otacon is not thinking about the good times. I won't go into details about what really happened in the story because I don't want anyone who actually went through that to go through a traumatic episode. If you really want to know what I'm talking about, I'll pass that research responsibility over to you. What I can say is that Otacon blames himself for everything that had transgressed since that day. Now his plea for forgiveness will never be satisfied or because Vamp took that opportunity away. This is the planting of the seed that will potentially turn into a personal vendetta for Otacon against Vamp. I've been talking about memories a lot when discussing Metal Gear Solid 2 and its music. Everyone has had to face their past. Raiden, Otacon, Snake, and even characters like Solidus and Rose. Everyone had to face their respective pasts head-on to figure out for themselves how they wanted to shape their futures. But here's the thing. We need to remember the past. If we're going to learn from it and build a better future with the past used as a foundation. This brings me to the final piece that I want to discuss for Metal Gear Solid 2. Rika Murunaka is back once again for the ending theme can't say goodbye to yesterday.
I stare at the stars and the sky up above and think This is considered to be the collective theme for both Ryden and Rose, as an instrumental version is played whenever they talk about memories that they share together. How do we get this across musically? Nothing beats some good old fashioned jazz, am I right? You want the taste of New York? You got it. The Felix Farrar Orchestra with Carla White on vocals do a staggering job with the performance. It brings about a sense of realization that forgetting the past ever happened is a really bad idea, as I pointed out earlier. Joy can be found when looking back at treasured memories. It's from this joy where we find beliefs, and how strong our emotions are when we think about what we believe in. What we do with that is down to us, as demonstrated when Raiden declared himself free from his own past in order to find his own way in life. When you think about your past, what do you feel? What will you take from that and pass on to the future? The soundtrack for this game has everything that Metal Gear Solid offered, and then some. Bringing in Harry Gregson Williams to help with the music brought the standard for video game music in general even higher. And we're not finished with this console generation yet. For the next game in the series, going back to the past to understand where the future is heading, ended up being the best idea Hideo Kojima had for the series. We finally made it out of the musical labyrinth that is Metal Gear Solid 2. The next batch of episodes will be taking a look at the music from Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. This is strongly considered to be the best game in the series by the overall fanbase, so there will be a lot to talk about. In the meantime, if you liked these last three episodes, share them around, rate, review, and subscribe to My Melodies of Life so you won't miss out on any future episodes. Head over to my website, lewisjamesmusic.com, where you can find all of my own music, send me an email, 
and find links to all of my social media. Any donations to my Ko-fi page, which I will link in the description, will be a huge help. Now I better get going, I'm on holiday for the weekend and I need to pack. This has been a Lewis Dreams production of My Melodies of Life.